0: Welcome to the fantasy football brothers podcast my name is blake and i'm here with my younger brother carson as we discuss important news heading into the week 11 matchups and recap the thursday night game carson how you doing
1: i'm doing very well i'm sure you're feeling even better though with your patriots winning 25 to nothing against the atlanta Falcons. yeah baby this is seven this is and four it's like uh, the Patriots were down twenty five in that Super Bowl, so then they just went up twenty five and didn't let the Falcons score anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk about talk about poetic justice.
1: Yeah, Th- this was this was ridiculous uh, for this Falcons offense. I mean, the Patriots defense had four interceptions, um, one of them being a pick six. But you know what's strange about this is that the Patriots are in very good form, but. As Blake told me earlier, their two highest-scoring players were their kicker and their defense. So as far the fantasy uh, production really didn't spread out evenly past that. Everyone else kind of did mediocre. But this whole team, as far as the NFL is concerned, is doing very well.
0: Yeah, well, it really came down to this. They only scored one real touchdown. The rest were defensive or field goals. So yeah. it's going to be limited upside for all of your players whenever that's the case. Uh, I do want to quickly note that, you know, it's a it's a real tough look for this Falcons offense without Calvin Ridley and Cordero Patterson.
1: And Kyle Pitts can't even do it all on his own, but he wasn't even the receiver in this offense that had the most targets. Russell Gage had eight targets, so he woke up again. He didn't have an amazing day, but it's better than his goose eggs he's had in the past, uh, I guess, in the past week, and as well in week uh, nine, I believe, or week eight, one of the two. Uh it's awful if this team needs Patterson and Ridley and even when they had both of them it's not like they were super successful but they just look like awful without them both
0: yeah they really do I mean and here's here's a big takeaway in terms of a a fantasy player that you may have been rostering Mike Davis you have to drop him
1: yeah yeah I don't even know who Q Allison is but he had the most carries in this offense followed by Kay Smith tied of Mike Davis so these no-name players that are above them, above him, uh, I feel really bad. People, I feel, I feel really bad for people who drafted Mike Davis, thinking that he would be like a safe RB two, because he obviously did not pan out to be.
0: No, not not whatsoever. And and kind of a, a similar, and obviously not to the same extent, but it was a little disappointing to see Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris kind of split touches for the first time in the season.
1: Yeah. Do you think that's do you think that this is them just not rushing Harris back into it? Even though I mean they're both coming off the head injuries, but Harris didn't play last week. Or do you think like, this think, is think that's, more to come?
0: I think that's certainly a possibility. Uh, and I think the other part is that Stevenson performed so well in Harris's absence last week that you know obviously he proved that he can get the job done when it's solely on him, or at least more so. You know he's doing the majority of the of the carries, but. Yeah, I think it may have something to do with Harris coming back off of injury, uh not wanting to rush him out there. I you know, he, he was experiencing the same thing, a concussion as Stevenson and they and they, you know, thrust him into the role immediately. So, uh, I I could see it going either way to be honest. It's something that we'll need to monitor moving forward. Uh it really limits the value of either one of those players individually.
1: Yeah. Uh, agreed, and obviously, unfortunately, Bill, Check, Bill Belichick doesn't care about fantasy when he's deciding how to run this offense. I wish he did, though. <laughs> and Mac Jones, I read something. I don't know if it was the first rookie ever, or it was some sort of record where back to back games with uh, a completion percentage of 80 plus with at least like 15 passing yeah. attempts. So, I mean, he's not yeah, getting he's... a ton of yards. Uh, He had he had a lot of touchdowns last game. I think he had three. This game only had one and one interception. But his completion percentage is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, he's super efficient. And in fairness, they're not taking a lot of shots down the field. Yeah, Uh, that's not really the um, identity of this offense. It's it's very ground and pound and and slow and steady, but uh his one interception was a downfield shot and it, it was kind of a bad pick he kind of threw it up into traffic and so mm-hmm. that was a little disappointing to see but i mean 22 for 26 200 yards i'm not i mean they got the job done obviously they have a strong defense they have a strong running game and so from a professional quarterback perspective i'm, I'm thrilled with how efficient he's being
1: yeah um, what do you make of Nelson Aguilar leading this team in receptions and getting the sole receiving touchdown? Like, can you trust any of these pass catchers as far as fantasy is concerned? Uh, I wouldn't say so. I mean,
0: certainly not Aguilar. We, this is probably right. going to be his one of his best games of the season. That's what I mean, though, just that, the fact
1: that he led the team those uh, in receptions and getting the touchdown. Well, I mean.
0: you got to keep in mind. You got to keep in mind that the Patriots were dominating this game in all yes, aspects. So. That's true not a lot of reason to throw a lot and especially in the fourth quarter it was a lot of uh, a lot of running and I mean the whole game was a lot of running but they were just really good from a professional standpoint from a fantasy perspective not a lot to cheer for unless you're playing in a league with kickers and
1: defenses yeah so I'd say don't panic I mean I wouldn't go after Aguilar I would keep Myers he's rostered in a decent my leagues I still think Bourne is a good pickup if he's on your waivers and Henry didn't get a touchdown uh boo-hoo but uh, I, can, I expect him to continue to get production. He just didn't see it in this game. So, you know, I'm not reaching for Aguilar, but those few people that we've talked about in this offense should have better days ahead. I mean, you know, they're not going to be dominating like games like this, unfortunately, for you, Blake, uh, every single week. Hey, you never know. You never know. All right, do we just want to go ahead and transition into news?
0: Yeah, let's jump into it. So I think we kind of talked about this before starting the recording, and we've got a few big stories here that we want to lead off with. Uh, first of all, Amari Cooper has tested positive for coronavirus, and since he is unvaccinated, it mandates a 10-day quarantine, which means that he will not only miss Week 11 against the Chiefs, he will also miss Week 12 against the Raiders on Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, that's definitely interesting. I saw that you picked up Cedric Wilson in our league. Do you think that that's an advisable move to make for people that are needing a pass catcher?
0: Well, I mean, it, it hurts a little bit because Michael Gallup is back. Yeah. So I would have liked Wilson a lot better if Gallup wasn't back yet, but he's, he's probably going to get involved. I mean, especially with two guaranteed games without Cooper... I think that, you know, maybe this opens the door a little bit more for Dalton Schultz to get more involved. Uh last week we saw him really struggle and, you know, maybe it was due to the return of Gallup, but you know, on top of that, it's just a lot of mouths to feed in that offense and having a number 2 pass catcher in a high-octane offense like the Cowboys is not a bad option.
1: Yep. Uh the next piece of news we can talk about and this is to have a saying for me, Chris Carson to undergo season-ending surgery. Um, that's just really disappointing. I, I mean, he hasn't played since like week three or four. But I was yeah, hasn't played since week four. But I was holding out hope that he'd come back last week, maybe this week or next. And then they just ended the season. It was so annoying just seeing this team go from like he was a game-time decision in week five to now on week eleven, hoping he'd be back. And then they now he's a season-ending injury. So. It's disappointing. Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully,
0: hopefully the hopefully the surgery goes well, and it's not such a uh, chronic ailment that he's dealing with, you know, moving forward for his career. Because we've seen him be effective; like he's always
1: top fifteen, I would say, at his position. And yeah, he's he's he, always been a very underrated, like high end RB 2 Yeah. So eyes. hopefully
0: the surgery goes well, and it kind of, you know takes care of whatever he's been dealing with with his neck because it has been something that has kind of you know bothered him for a, a few seasons it seems and so hopefully that gets taken care of and he's back next year ready to go
1: yeah and i guess i mean alex collins has had this backfield for five or six weeks and hasn't been riveting he's had some good performances but I, i'd say you gotta pick him up if he's on your waiver somehow someone in our league picked him up last night before this news but uh
0: well, wow, just it, off it, of
1: dumb luck, yeah. But again, like this, it's not like you're picking up Madison and Cook going out for the season or Pollard and Zeke going out for the season. I, I, Collins has had this backfield. It's not like, oh, this is a must-have guy, but he's worth rostering for sure. I, I Yeah,
0: I, I, there's no denying that, and I would argue that maybe it hasn't been as good of a role for him with Geno Smith at quarterback.
1: That's true. could be a part so
0: with Russell Wilson back and you know obviously last week was uh a bit atrocious but uh, he'll get back in form and and this offense will get things rolling and so you know you're getting a starting running back with a waiver pickup and that's like for for the remainder of the season presumably so that's always a good option uh something to uh go after
1: yeah for sure um Alvin Kamara ruled out for week 11 with the same ankle injury that rolled him out in week 10 I believe um, that definitely hurts this offense but I guess you expect Mark Ingram to do well like he did last week yeah roll him out he's gonna be a good DFS option I think
0: uh, and I don't believe we talked about him in that episode but uh, yeah I, I like his I like his opportunity we saw him do it get it done last week I think he what did he have 18 and a half points about I think it was it might have been, even been 20 and it was up there. Let me check that real quick. Um, but regardless, yeah, like we said in the season long episode last or earlier this week, yeah, 20.8 was his score for week 10 against the Titans. Um, I said if Kamara starts, you're starting him and only him. If Kamara misses, it's Mark Ingram and that's it. So. It's a good matchup against philadelphia you expect him to have a lot of usage like he did last week against a difficult defense and he still got it
1: done so i feel good about him yep um next thing i have i guess we could just talk about briefly elijah mitchell's doubtful uh with rib and finger i i mean uh, he's become a honestly a high-end rb2 with a low ceiling because he doesn't get much receiving work so um, that hurts for people that have him that were probably planning on starting him, but, uh, did you have Jeff Wilson or did you just drop him?
0: No, I picked him up. I, I picked him picked up, up, uh, with, with that news and it looks like I'm going to be able to use him this week. And I would recommend it, uh, for other managers out there that Jeff Wilson Jr. is the next in line and we know how San Francisco likes to run the ball. And so there's a, there's a good opportunity
1: there for some good points. Yeah. Um, ch status remains uncertain for someone that i'm, I'm feeling like i need to play darrell williams this week this could be a lucky break for me um i find it interesting it seemed like everything was pointing towards him playing but the fact that he's uncertain they have to make that call by tomorrow um i mean obviously i want him to get better but that gives me hope as a fantasy manager having williams
0: <laughs> yeah darrell williams might have one more week of uh usability at least in a in a main role. So... Good for Williams managers.
1: Not so good for CH managers. Yeah. Um, oh, Jeremy McNichols rolled out. Do you expect Deonta Foreman or Peterson to have value, or you think it's just going to be split carries that probably? Make I think them it'll both...
0: continue to be split. Obviously, it's better from going from one third of the carries or touches to half of the carries or touches. So. Yeah. You know that that benefits them a little bit more you, they get they both get a slight uptick but i don't know we haven't seen a lot of of impressive uh outcomes from that backfield yet so i don't know I'm, i mean obviously you can increase your expectations a little bit but i, I think none of them are going to break out necessarily
1: yeah i mean that we talk about this every week it feels like kyla murray's the game time decision but hopkins has officially been ruled out um I think I'm in a little bit of a difficult situation because both of my backup quarterbacks play at noon and Kyler plays at three-something. So I might... I don't know. And all the quarterbacks on our waivers like play at noon, it seems like, too. So I might just bite the bullet and start, Newton, start Cam against Washington. We'll see. That's a thing I'll have to be thinking about. Maybe I'll get some more optimistic news between now and then about Kyler. But... Um, Obviously, it's better than scrambling for whoever is left, if I even have any option.
0: Yeah, the, the report that I saw earlier today was that he will be a game day decision rather than a game time decision. So oh, you may find out good. before noon. Yeah, you may find out before 12 o'clock uh, central time, but a, a boy yeah, dream. either way. Yeah, right. Um, but yes, and then another week without DeAndre Hopkins, that should open the door for Christian Kirk to have an expanded role like he has in the last two games, I believe. Uh, in Hopkins absence from this uh Friday practice report we see that Antonio Brown with his ankle injury did not did not practice Chris Godwin had a limited practice and a full practice from Rob Grumkowski so that's a good sign for him to be available this week or on Monday monitor that uh, um Chase Claypool will play this week so kind of not really feeling as good about players like james washington or ray Ray mcleod Mm -hmm. uh, i think it's probably those guys go back to being tertiary roles and i think uh claypool
1: becomes the second guy back like how he was agreed i think that makes you know the flyers of washington or mcleod probably uh useless because i mean claypool has been there for a while and Juju's been gone for a while so those players had their chances and they didn't do anything till last week when Claypool was out so I don't expect them to do that but hey you never know I mean McLeod had led the team in targets and receptions I think so I doubt he's just going to go nowhere but he probably will take like you said the tertiary role yeah
0: Dallas Goddard has cleared concussion protocol so he will be available for the Eagles
1: that's good yes also signed a big deal with them today I heard so that's They're definitely locking him in as their tight end, as they should.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Aaron Jones has been ruled out, and Lazard is doubtful. So, uh, how do you value uh, Marquez
1: Valdez Scantling and VS? Ooh, I think he could be. I'm curious to see what his DFS price is, and if you need, you got nobody else to play, he might be a sneaky choice. To start, because, I mean, A.J. Dillon probably... I mean, he'll get more receptions than he probably was used to, but I think he's more of a rushing back than a dual threat like Jones was. And then... So it's really just Devontae Adams. So, I mean, MVS has got to get something. Maybe a Robert Tunyon game? Uh, He's gone. That's right. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Nothing against Tunyon. He's just the tight end TD uh, I just like to tease Carson because he wrote a Prototype I hate, yeah.
0: Uh, Nick Chubb and Dimitri Felton have been activated from the COVID-19 list, meaning that uh, Nick Chubb will get the start. That's good news for me. It's a great matchup against Detroit. Uh, we talked about it on the DFS show briefly uh, with the prospects of Dearness Johnson getting the starting role um, but yeah, it's a great matchup, and obviously he's going to be
1: in a lot of lineups this week, and that's good. Yep. The only other thing I see, Alan Robinson's doubtful, but I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> encourage you to start him even if he. Yeah. Was probably active. weren't starting. Yeah. I, I'm interested though. I was interested to see what would happen. You know, Fields had his best throwing day. I was interested to see if you know they could be on the ups. I mean, to say that you're hoping for flex value with Robinson sounds crazy with how he was valued going into the season, but that's the best you can hope for at this point. Yeah, so how do you like uh, Darnell Mooney and your boy Cole Komet? My boy. My boy. I guess, yeah, just like how I don't like the tight ends that get touchdowns. I love the tight ends that get targets. I think that they could be good plays. Um I think Komet's DFS value is definitely really good now with that news. And I don't know what Mooney is at. And I'm, I don't know if you only have one flex in your league. I don't know if I'd want to start Mooney, but you know, he could definitely, he's had games where he has a ton of receiving yards and gotten some touchdowns. So I wouldn't be surprised if he booms, but uh, I, I wouldn't, I want to see another good week from fields before I start trusting any of those pass catchers to be reliable
0: yeah no i get it um we can probably finish with this one and it's not the biggest story but uh the lions list jared goff as doubtful making tim boyle the likely <laughs> starter uh so i guess i mean do you see this going i i feel like they can only go up from goff
1: yeah it could be like a mike white situation you never know
0: yeah that that is exactly what the lions need is is a Mike White like situation where they get their first win with Goff on the bench?
1: Oh man, that, that would be so sad for Goff, but that'd be <laughs> funny too. Yeah, he'd be biting kneecaps
0: all all game long.
1: Oh yeah. All right, so that probably wraps it up.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, monitor James Robinson. I don't. Are they? Uh, are they a late game? or an early game i have no idea honestly jacksonville i think they're noon i think they're noon um i think you're right so monitor that otherwise carlos hyde will have an, an increased role um but yeah other than that enjoy the football games good l- good luck in your week 11 matchup and we'll talk to you guys soon peace out